Welcome to Perspectives, a podcast by Essence Learning LLC, and a place where leaders learn from leaders. Let's join today's episode. Hello and welcome back Essence Learning leaders and learners. We are here today to sit down with the woman of essence, Miss Valerie Wilson. Hey. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm doing so good. Uh, how are you? It's so exciting to sit side by side with you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. Yes, one on one, you and I. Yay. Oh, and of course, everybody needs Oh, everybody speak. else. <laughs> yes, of course, you guys. <laughs> Include you guys. Um, uh, so, started and where I am right now is a long, long story. I and mean, we'll get through that throughout the next 30, 40 minutes that we're together. But initially, if you want to, if I were to say who, who's the core of who I am, no matter where I started on my journey, I've always been an influencer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even as a young child, as a young adult, uh, now seasoned adult, <laughs> I still view myself at the core as an influencer, someone who's an advocate for others. Um, and so I think, you know, along the way, I identified myself as a teacher, I've identified myself as a mother, all of those things that um, have a quality of characteristics. But in all of that, no matter where I sit from a role perspective, I, at the core of me, I want to influence uh, the results and to make things. So I, I call myself, I think, who I am as an influencer. Oh my gosh, that that actually summarizes a, a you know a good portion of who you are because you influence me. Awesome. And I'm, I know you influence everyone around you. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that influence background of you know uh, your professional background and where you came from and what made you uh, shape your career? Well, I'm going to kind of start early uh, in my life just to kind of give some of those young uh, like yourselves who are getting started in this field uh, uh, or in a profession. I started at 17 at a savings and home in, mm-hmm. in Ohio. Ohio. Uh-huh. And I started as a teller in the savings and home. Okay. By the time I was 18, I became head teller within that savings and home. And if you can kind of think back to when I was 18, back in the 70s, that was unheard of. To me, I really didn't understand the impact of that or the significance of being a leader uh, in an organization such as a savings alone at the age of 18. But I started working at 14. Uh, yeah, I, started work, you know, I started into a professional career at 16. So I had been in the, in the, uh, the corporate environment, if you will, for, for several years, even before I got promoted at 18. So when I moved here to San Antonio uh, at the age of 20, I got into a leadership role right away here um, with a very prominent company. So the idea that um, I have never not been a leader, mm-hmm. and so, uh, and, but I never recognized that I had never not been a leader. You know, I always thought that this was the path that everyone had followed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once I started hitting some bumps and bump, uh, bumps along the way, barriers along the way, I started recognizing what it meant to be that leader, what responsibility I had, 
uh, to those who were who, who had the, the fortune that I had. Um, so, um, as a professional and as a leader, when I got here in San Antonio, I have managed probably about um, 15 to 20 people, and they were in a production production type environment, um, and I making that job valuable to them was 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 my, was key. They could come in and do the job, but they thought it was mundane. And so we became very productive. We had a lot of fun. They never wanted to leave the department. They were always engaging with one another. They were great teamwork. And so how did that happen? It wasn't magical, right? So we began to look at as an organization, what were some of the things that we were doing uh, to influence the behaviors and impact of them? That became my career now. Uh, I started me down as teaching and training and helping to uh, create and build leaders. Mm -hmm. And so once we started creating and building those leaders and understanding that it's a it's a technique, it's a skill set, it's concepts, it's training, teaming, then um, I was able to share those techniques with other leaders. So I was helping other leaders become better leaders and I loved it. And so that became, you know, at the age of 25 or 26, I was doing that uh, for young and old leaders alike. And that became uh, who I, who I, what I really enjoyed doing. Mm -hmm. uh, I did it in the professional world, and I also found myself um, doing the same type of work um, at my church, you know, in the church environment. And so uh, early on, I took more roles there as a leader as well. So I've always um, found myself in that space. Fortunate enough, you know, we, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about some of those barriers and some of the things that have come up along the way. But those are the that's kind of been my progression. Uh, as a, as, a, as a professional. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh my goodness. From Ohio to Texas. Ohio to Texas. Wow. <laughs> Let's talk about some of those barriers. I mean, you know, uh, many people know that Essence Learning is founded by an illustrious black woman. Mm -hmm. What was that experience being a black woman leader? Um, and what were the, those barriers and obstacles that you faced? I think we all hear all the time, you know, there's nobody there was nobody there that looked like me. Mm -hmm. uh, when I got into the space uh, back in the 80s, there was really no women, really, you know, so we were getting into uh, a leadership role where women, let alone people of color. Uh, so there were no women, there were no men of color, and then there were no women of color. And so for me to step into that space, um, I had to be cognizant of where I was at all times. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't focus so much on what I didn't have. I had to tap into the resources that I do have. And so what we want to do is, I'm at the table now, right? So what are you going to do about it? You can't sit here and complain about what they're not doing for you. And so I had to really focus on what were the things that I could take and do something with, you know? What were the opportunities? So if I had an opportunity to be a trainer and a teacher, and I was going to be the best trainer and teacher that they could, they could find, I was going to be knowledgeable, I was going to continue to learn. I was gonna be available, I was gonna be a leader. And so I started to develop uh, and to grow so that I could help develop and grow those. So gaining my credibility, gaining my space, gaining respect. So if I'm in a room across from you, I wasn't gonna tell you what you couldn't do for me. I was gonna really influence you to uh, allow me to be better, at the best at the table. So that when I said, hey, I wanna bring on such and such to the table, you trusted my judgment. You trusted what I said. You trusted what I did. So it was a little easier to bring up 
the folks that were behind me, and they weren't all just women, and they all were people of color. There were people who had potential. There were folks who uh, believed in doing the right thing, uh, who wanted to connect, who, want, who wanted to be an influencer as well. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, so I didn't have just one type of person that I interacted with. I have, and, and probably if you know anything about Essence and you know about the people that we influence, it's, it's all walks of life, it's all types of people. Uh, but as an African-American woman, I had to gain trust, credibility, and those barriers uh, came from people who, out of ignorance, uh, out of hatred, didn't want you to succeed. Mm -hmm. um, there was a certain amount of space that um, men felt they, they owned and needed, and the more that women, people of color, started to infiltrate that, infiltrate that space, the more threatened they seem to become. Um, and so that conversation that we're having today about you know, equity and diversity, equity, because we didn't have that type of conversation then. It was find a place and stay in the place. Uh, there was oftentimes um, where you were talked to, talked down to, uh, disrespected, um, made to, not just made to feel, but told that there was no real space for you, that you are just the token. Uh, we need to feel an affirmative action number. And so that's what you were dealing with. And if you focused only on that negative, then it took you to the negative place, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, well, okay, well, I'm the token. I'm all right with that right now. Because it doesn't have to be that way forever. Right. But I'm in the door. Door is open. Mm -hmm. And I think when we talked about it in another, another session where we all sat down and talked about it, that door open. Mm -hmm. I kicked it open. And I'm here. I love that. I'm here. And so by me being there, I, um, I was the best that I could be in that space at that time. Um, one of the things that I always say to people, don't give them a reason to put you out. Mm -hmm. Give them a reason to keep you. Mm -hmm. So I made myself invaluable, that that was something they couldn't replace. Mm -hmm. um, and so you just have to find those places. Um, and once you're in there, don't focus on what you don't have. Kick that door in and say, okay, I'm here. Token or not, however I got here, yes. I'm here. And I'm gonna make the best of that. And so it's been, yeah, I've been discriminated against. You know, I, it, as a, as a, not even a professional, you know, we've had crosses burned on, on in Ohio, crosses burned on our front lawn, bricks thrown through the window with, you know, go back to where you came from. You're not welcome in this neighborhood. Uh, families telling their children they can't associate with us um, in the area. So it, all of that is, is part of what I guess pushed me. Yeah. Uh, knowing that people didn't want you to know, it's like, well, you know, that's not your choice. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think my mom taught us at a young age, uh, that's their problem to deal with. When people hate, discriminate, just like that's for them to deal with and not you. You go ahead and live, live your life. And so that's what I did, and it, 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 was, it was very successful for me. Wow, that is amazing. <laughs> That is so amazing. It sounds like, so you use those obstacles and the things that, you know, try to break you down to really build you it's, up. And, and, and there we go, to, to create your platform, which look, here we are now, Essence Learning. Um, so when did you create Essence Learning? How did you create it? What was that? Tell me the story yeah, about Essence yeah. Learning. Essence um, was created back in probably 2003 and uh, really was created uh, out of the 
the need that I saw for uh, improving leadership within the churches. Notice that you know people within our church, leaders within our church, were being put into positions without um, skills to actually influence people that that were that were uh, under, in their groups or in their uh, ministries or whatever. And so I really wanted to take some of the, what I was learning in the corporate environment to the church and help them. So Essence uh, came from Proverbs 9 and 9. Now I'm gonna look that up. A wise man will hear and will increase knowledge is really what resonated with me. Um, and so when the word, what do I want to call it? I call it essence because that's, that's the core. God is at the core um, and of, of all the things. And so essence stuck with me. That became the name. Uh, and again, it was, it was uh, the essence of me was the first training course that we created. And there's a series. Around essence of me, and me stands for motivation and, and emotions. Um, so, what motivates me, what emotes me, the, the essence of me. And so, there's a series of essence, of, and um, I, I loved it, enjoyed it. Uh, we we had um, had great success, um, but it was part time, right? I had a full time job, I had children, I had a husband, I had all those things that I had to attend to. So, it was part time. Um, so, later down the road. I left the corporate about 2018. Uh, left corporate world and decided, you know what? Essence is still, still there. So I pulled out the essence of me, and I was really inspired by the the, the training itself. Mm -hmm. And I decided, you know, I'm going to go down this road and have all faith and then jump up in with both both feet. In uh, the last three to four years, it has really grown into something unimaginable. Uh, in terms of I expected it to be a success, don't get me wrong. I don't do anything without faith that it's going to be successful. But to see the, and not from a monetary perspective only, but to see the support, the advocacy for what we're doing, the uh, engagement and involvement for people like yourself and all of the people that work with Essence or affiliated with us um, has been um, my, my, my definition of success You know, for, for us over the last, that people get behind us. The fact that we can put together a podcast um, and to be able to reach out to people and tell our story, uh, to invite people in for some professional development and personal development, all of that to me defines success. So even though it's monetarily doing well, you know, I don't want to just begrudge that because that's a blessing from God. But the idea that there are so many people that are associated with us uh, from all walks of life, from all socioeconomic it's just, um, it's just been, been, been mind blowing. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you how it's been mind. So 2018, uh, left a very nice executive position, um, and then started my own organization. Wow, and we are here, and so glad that you took that <laughs> leap of faith. Um, so you talked about earlier balancing that, you know work life and you know having your family which is a good plug if you go on www.essencelearning.net you can find more information about some of uh, our solutions that we offer for that but can you talk life. yes a balanced life you guys yeah, that, that, um, that kind of that that actual training came out of how am I balancing all of this, yeah, right? okay. How, how can so it came I, from like your it real came from my real life experience okay. um, and really how the skills and the techniques that I use to help identify and create 
uh, boundaries um, to create um, success in all aspects of my life. So you, you know, you could do well in one, and another one drops, and then you want. So you know, as as a woman, why can't I have it all? Why can't we have success why can't we have in all areas? Is because we're not intentional and purposeful. Mm -hmm. And so a balance, balance in our life, intentionally and purposeful. Everything is not as important every time, all the time, right? Mm -hmm. So today, my daughter is important, and that's where I put. So tomorrow, my job is important. So and so you balance it, but you have to identify. Intention and purpose, and this is where I'm going to go. So we did a lot of, in that training, there's, uh, and I did a lot of list making and scheduling and task and task oriented. And so from there, I decided, am I spending my time in those places that are important to me, that bring value to my life, that bring value to my job, value to my family, value to my community? And when I decided that I was doing tasks that weren't important or valuable, then those stopped. When I found out I wasn't doing enough tasks, that were important and valuable, I increased it. When I needed more development because I didn't know how to do that, then I spent time creating time for me to develop. And so I started balancing those things so that I could, so that my life would be balanced. Um, and that, you know, the whole whole adage about I gotta put on the oxygen for myself before I can put it on for somebody else. I want yeah. to be that representation for my family, for my community, for my job, for my career, so that they can see that she can balance her life, so can I. And so people started asking, what are you doing? How do you do How do you get everything done? Um, and so I started the training to balance life. And um, they're effective. Again, that started in the church as well. Um, and then uh, actually introduced it to a couple of companies that I worked for. And we, they took it on. Um, and so that became the training that even now is probably still in a couple of the organizations that I have uh, worked for. We call it something different because balance life with essence. Mm -hmm. So we gave them the actually the skill set. So there's a and that's still um, some practices and some companies on it. That's great. Yeah. So so we talked about um, managing uh, you know your time and uh, overcoming obstacles. Can you talk about your biggest obstacle you face faced with essence learning the business the organization? Mm. You know that's. <laughs> That's the amazing part about since 2018 to now, there hasn't been a real big obstacle. There's been situations to address, problems to solve for, but nothing has been an obstacle to our success um, or effectiveness. It, I understand that time, there's a time for all things, everything has to take its purpose and its time. So uh, me getting in the way of that, trying to push it along faster than it needs to be, grow it faster than it should. All of those things can create, create obstacles because um, if you're not mindful that you know there's there's a there's a season and a stage that everything has to go through. So I'm trying to trying to navigate that to make sure that I don't push things beyond uh, where I should be right now. Um, but an obstacle um, to me is something that you can't overcome. You know, an obstacle is something that is in the way of you having a view and a vision. You know that it. it, it, it I haven't had that with essence learning. That obstacles in my own personal life um, that because uh, I've allowed, and that's one of the things that I, I, I don't allow people to. I don't allow you to take credit for how I feel. So I don't say, oh, you made me feel this way, or you put an obstacle in my way. Those are things that I can control. You can do something 
how I respond and react to it is another. So if you put something in my way, I don't view that as an obstacle. Like I told you, I kind of stand on it and say, you know what, okay, I, oh, thanks, I can see a little higher now, you know? Yeah. So I may have to have climbed, but it just pushed me a little further onto it. So I don't really think of things as obstacles. I do, I do, I'm not um, ignorant to the fact that there are things that create hardship for me, that make things look harder. Um, but I also know that just because it's hard doesn't mean I don't do it, right? Um, so I, I, kinda, I, 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 I don't view things as, I really don't view things as obstacles. Um, I get discouraged, yes. I, I get tired, yes. I get um, frustrated. But I also know that's human. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of step back, do what I do to overcome myself. Those things that get in the way, you, your doubts, my frustrations, all of that's within me. Mm -hmm. um, but all the things that are out here that I can touch, feel, move around, navigate. Um, so my, my biggest, I guess, probably answer that would be my own emotions is my biggest obstacle, overcoming that. Because all the things that are out there, I don't. I don't think of them as obstacles. I really don't. I think the challenge it is for problems to solve. Mm -hmm. But I know that, you know, I remember my mom saying, if somebody else has done it, you definitely can do it. Yeah. And if somebody hasn't done it, you can find a way to do it. So it, it doesn't it doesn't challenge me to say that, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to sit back and not, not move forward. Right. My biggest obstacle, I guess, to answer that question now is this would be me. Wow. My own fears and my own doubts and all of those things that come with things naturally. Oh, that is huge. That's um, so encouraging and relatable to the human experience. Yeah. I think we all can kind of just relate on some level to uh, using those, like you said, using those obstacles to lift us up and we all go through certain things. So just taking that, some people say with a grain of salt, but using that grain of salt. One of the things that, that I don't want to um, to sound trite about is that there are times when uh, there aren't resources available uh, and there are a lot of people in situations that don't have some of the opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, what I want to encourage people is to say that, you know, I didn't have the opportunity to go to XYZ school. Okay, they're, they're, that's an obstacle mm -hmm. to success for some people. I didn't have uh, food or you know uh, access to ask for a job or something like that. Those are obstacles, yes. But to let that be known that that doesn't define who I am, that doesn't uh, that doesn't uh, negate who I can be and my potential. And so what you don't have, and that's my, that's my whole message, and I think is don't focus on the resources that you don't have, but focus on the resources that you do have. What is in front of you? And then move, move small steps intentionally until you can move past uh, the fact that high school isn't the most, I mean, I didn't have college. So does that mean you can't do things that college people not have that success? So you figure out, what do I need to do to navigate that? And so the encouragement is to say that there are things that hold you back or that aren't that can't that are in front of you. Don't let those be things that you can't navigate. That you're not willing to navigate. So it's hard work. It's, it has to be done, and it's purposeful and it's intentional. So it's not just well, it's there and I can't. My my messaging is 
you know, it's, it's there, be real about it, and that's a situation that I've got to deal with, and then make it up in your mind that you're going to, and then navigate through that. So that, I don't want to be trite to say, oh, there's never an obstacle that we, you know, yeah, we all have, but the idea that if we don't um, figure out within ourselves and, and, and decide within ourselves that we're going to navigate through that over and over, um, then, then you will get stuck. It will become big. That makes sense. That definitely okay. makes sense. <laughs> definitely. Thank you for speaking to that. We have um, another question. So, so let's talk about the real. Right. There are no black women CEOs for any Fortune 500 companies, and black women only occupy 1.4% of C-suite roles. Also, black women owned businesses grew by 50% in 2019. Yeah. <laughs> what advice would you offer a young woman trying to navigate into a leadership role in today's workforce or trying to start her own business like yourself? Yeah, so the scripture said that the old teach the wise, right? I think, um, to be honest, when I, when I stop to think about, <laughs> we can even have this conversation right now, that um, there are no black CEOs. I remember the conversation where there were no black people in the workplace. I remember the conversation when there were no uh, African-American women in leadership roles, period, whether it was a supervisor, manager, director. Well, so to see, from my perspective, that, that growth um, has been uh, satisfying. Um, not content, I'm not content with it, but I'm at least satisfied that we see that growth. So I don't, again, get stuck on the fact that we don't have, I look at what we do have right now. So the idea of what should we do in order to get uh, a door, the doors, the opportunities for women like myself to become CEOs of these Fortune 500, we've got to develop and grow as a yeah. uh, We've got to be mentors from wherever we are, uh, encouragers, and again, what I do, what I think I am is an influencer. We've got to influence not just the people who are trying to move forward, the people of color, the women, uh, the underrepresented groups. But we've got to create allies in the people who can help us lift. Yeah. Um, we can't do this by ourselves, obviously, so we've got to make sure that we're having productive conversations with people who can make a difference, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of telling them, you're this and you're that, here's how I need your support, here's how you can help in this situation. And then guess what, this is what I bring to the table. So we've got to be willing to say, just don't open the door because you owe it to me. Which I'm not gonna say that's there, there's some truth to that, but the idea that you open the door and I bring such value that it would be unwise not to open the door. Yeah. We've got to have that messaging to make it a make it common uh, and best practice. Then the other thing for the 50% of the women who are, who have that space, they really need to open up themselves to be able to bring people on so that they multiply. So if that 50% becomes 60%, becomes 70%, we'll start to see over the years that multiplying, right? So my role in the position that I'm in is to multiply leaders like yourself, mm -hmm. to make sure that I'm responsible and accountable for bringing up women and minorities mm -hmm. in the space, not only, but also inclusively, that you have as much opportunity as everybody else and that I'm responsible because I'm in this space of removing some of those barriers 
uh, and obstacles and helping you to navigate them and not go on the old adage that we got to pull up yourself by a bootstrap or I was your age, I used to have to do, no, no. What are some of the things that you could do to make? And I, I don't always, I don't know that I'm a big component of everybody needs a mentor, but everybody needs someone that they can look to to help pull best practices from or better approaches to. So, you know, you as a person coming up, you've got to look for that in a person as well. Instead of saying, hey, tell me what to do, you got to look at that person and say, here's what I like about this situation. How can I grow to that or emulate that or make that a part of who I am? So there's work on both sides, you know, and um, it's not something that's going to give you. It's not something that anybody's going to hand over to you. Um, they not even open the door because you might have to kick that door in there. But the knock idea, knock it down. But the idea is that it's now already growing, and, and, and we got to get in there and start reaping some of the things that we've already sown, and then plant some more seeds for the yes. next people to come. For the next people to show their essence. Yes, show their essence. Oh, or who they are. Yes. Thank you. This was so fun. It's hard for me to talk about myself, you but um yes. I hope I was able to answer some it questions, inspire some people. Yes. Uh, be that influencer. Well, we hope you guys were influenced and that you were able to see Valerie's essence <laughs> that she shared with us today. Um we definitely want to leave you with some of the solutions and offers. Um that we have with Essence Learning. Uh, Valerie, would you like to share? Oh, yes, yeah, Balanced Life, uh, absolutely. It's, it's a great opportunity uh, for us to understand what I need to do to prepare myself, particularly in, 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 in any role that you're in. Uh, essence of Respect uh, definitely is one of our uh, huge uh, leadership development workshops, um, and we invite you to do that. So um, then we have that of Generational Differences. So we have quite a bit uh, courses out there, workshops out there, and then we do coaching and mentoring uh, internally. And we have a lot of solutions for our organizations as well, but we do analysis and, and, and solutions and strategies. So it's just not individual, professional and development. We do have a lot of uh, uh, offerings and solutions for small, large organizations that we do business with. So call us if you need us. We're always available. We have, as you can see, a wonderful crew like, and, and, and Tierra uh, as part of our, our team. Uh, give us a call or uh, feel free to uh, talk to us through our website. Awesome. Thank you for this, Tierra. Was, this was fun. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. We're so glad that you were able to join us again. We're going to have to have a part two to learn some more right. about Valerie. But this is a little bit of a sneak peek. So if you want to learn more about Essence Learning, again, uh, feel free to go to our website. And we hope to see you, leaders and learners, real soon. Welcome to Perspectives, a podcast by Essence Learning LLC, and a place where leaders learn from leaders. Let's join today's episode.